Welcome to the new John Simmons Show. After years of battling a gambling addiction, John found a hope and a future for his life through Christ. He has spent the last several years encouraging others to find joy, peace, and hope in their lives by walking out God's plan for their lives. Now, John wants to help you find the passion, vision, and faith you need to start writing out God's sentence for your life and help you add to it every day. Phone lines are now open. Call or text 314-880-0808. Now, here is your host, the new John Simmons. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network, where you can find God's sentence for your life and become the new you, where we talk about finding passion, vision, and faith in your walk with Christ so that your life can overflow with joy, peace, and hope today. Welcome to the program, everybody, streaming live on Facebook and also at newjohnsimmons.com. You can also find us on your radio, multiple cities. Very excited to be here on this Friday evening with my buddy, as usual, Kevin Eskew. Kevin, how are you doing? Good, good. Good evening. <laughs> uh, Matt over on Facebook says, looking good, guys, and I appreciate you uh, tuning in tonight. We have a, a fantastic, what I hope is a fantastic program, because we're going to be sharing, Kevin, uh-huh. some of the stories from the history of the ministry. Okay, great. Were, were you there for any of those things? Yeah, I was there for all of them. You know me and storytelling. I love to tell stories, so I'm going to try not to yeah, uh, get off the too air, long-winded. Kevin though. and I were just having a discussion. So for those who don't know the history of Kevin and I, so Kevin and I started <laughs> Testimony House over here in the corner. You see the, the logo here on Facebook Live. Testimony House is the ministry that we started over in 2013. So mm-hmm. it was birthed out of the fact that I found Jesus and after a decade-long gambling addiction, and then I was able to find a new life in Christ. Mm-hmm. So God gave us a, a calling to start this ministry to help others find a new life in Christ for themselves, whether it's salvation or whether it's the path that God has for their life that Ephesians 2.10 talks about. We wanted to create this ministry to help people do these things. So we've had a number of different experiences and opportunities over the years, but the history of how you and I got together, and we were talking about it mm-hmm. a lot tonight, was that we met in the casino. Mm-hmm. Correct, at work. Yeah, so when, in the midst of my addiction, I mm-hmm. came back from Las Vegas. I was 21 years old, and I had played poker inside a casino for the very first time, and yeah. I just fell in love with it. And so I get home here to my hometown in St. Louis, and one of my friends says, well, you know they have casinos in St. Louis? And I had never heard that before. Like, I was just oblivious to it. I wasn't 21. It wasn't a part of my world. Yeah. And Which I find that bizarre in itself, that you didn't know. Yeah, well, I, in your it, own city. You maybe I knew there know. was a casino, but I didn't realize there was a poker room in it. Okay. You know, like. That I could see. That, I, it was sure. slot machines. You didn't know what was in there. Sure. It, 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 I'd yeah. obviously never been in. I wasn't 21. Right. And so I immediately go up there the very first day that I heard this news. Uh-huh. And I, that's when I got really hooked into poker. Because oh, yeah. I knew it was right in my backyard. And it was allowing me to feed my addiction. Well, sure. Uh, one of my buddies, the same buddy who told me that there was poker there, uh-huh. he worked there. And he was like, oh, okay. we're hiring. And I was like, well, <laughs> I, at the time, Kevin, did you know this? When I, when I uh, applied for the job at the casino, mm-hmm. I was working three other jobs. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I was full, Dairy Queen or I was, something? I was full-time at Dairy Queen. Yeah. I was working at Denny's. And Chick-fil-A still very part-time. No, I didn't know those other two. Yeah, so I was working three different jobs at the same time, Uh um, mostly at Dairy Queen. And so I had these three different jobs. And so I was like, well, I one job and it's just at the casino? Mm -hmm. That was music to my ears. And so they had this dealer school you had to go through, Mm -hmm. this unpaid school. But to me, it was like heaven. You know, into my old sure. life, you know, to, to use a word very liberally, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Uh, this idea that, oh, I get to play cards, you know, mm-hmm. and learn how to play cards and this sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I picked up on it because I was so into the game itself and I get hired immediately. And that's where you and me meet. Yeah. In the poker room at the casino here in St. Louis. That's remember? true. Do you yeah. remember the first time we met? Um, or, or your first uh, thoughts of me, whether or not it's the first day you remember meeting me or not. Um, the first, the first real conversation I remember having with you, we were, cause I knew of you, I knew that, you know, we had mutual friends, um, and people that we talked to at work and, uh, and I remember that, you know, we had this mutual friend, Tim and Tim used to always want me to come over and hang out and play yeah. poker online. And he used to say, John's coming over, John's coming over. You should come. 
And this is a point in my life where I was really trying to keep a very distant uh, separation. Did you know Jesus when we met, or did you meet yes. him after we met? Uh, at I at, that was very close to when I first got born again because um, I knew all of you before, but I had worked there for a good year, year and a half before I found Christ. Right. And uh, so anyway, I remember the very first conversation because I was so shocked that you told me. But you you were sitting on the break room and you looked across the <laughs> table and you, and something I don't even know how it came up and maybe people were talking about going you know to the other the other casino after work or something and you're like you said uh, not a lot of people know this but I just want to let you know that I'm on the DAP list the DAP list yeah oh you, sign yourself the, off the first this qu- is the first time you told me he's okay. like not a lot of people know this and I'm not telling a lot of people but I thought you should know. And I thought, why would you think I should know? Like, I just thought that it was so bizarre that you would tell me this. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that was the very first conversation I can really remember having with you, like a real conversation, is that you told me you were on the DAP list. <laughs> so for those who aren't familiar, the DAP list here in St. Louis, and I'm not sure what they call it in other states, uh, is this list where if you're a problem gambler, you can walk inside a casino, and the casinos, at least in St. Louis, are run by Missouri Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. And so the Missouri Border Patrol will take your picture, they'll have you sign a sheet of paper, and basically you are now trespassing if you mm-hmm. come onside the boat again. It's a, it's a right. voluntary inclusion, inclusion list. Exclusion. So, like you're excluding list. yourself. You're telling, yeah, you're telling the state of Missouri, look, I want you to arrest me. If I come in If here. I walk in I here. have a problem. I need help. Yeah. And so the best help I can get is to just not be able to go in, at least. Sure. Because I can't help myself. And for yeah. me, that's where I was at. You have to understand, my addiction was real, Kevin. When yeah. people hear about it on, you know, when I talk about well, it. I know. It was, obviously, you were, you were sitting around it. And so you got a firsthand view. And so I think that's a good conversation to maybe start off tonight's testimonies. Before we even mm-hmm. got into ministry, for people to realize where, you know, both of us came through in our own walk with Christ. Because mm-hmm. when we met, neither of us were centered in Christ, ready to get on the radio and talk about Jesus all night, ready to, mm. you know, lay our lives down. We were in a completely different place. Yeah. When we first met, I was, and I was, I mean, I, I used to take Bible tracts into the casino. Oh, yeah. I had this one Bible tract that I used to give people. It was a half of a million dollars. It was like those those fake dollar bills, oh, no. and it was cut in half. And uh, and so I, I yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was pretty bold. I was very nervous at the time. I was a new Christian. I really didn't know what to do and how to do it. And I was also a little worried about getting fired. <laughs> and around this time, I, I, you know, had this very big conceited, er, conceited type, holier than thou religious. I found attitude. Jesus, y'all sinners, and kind of, yeah. yeah. And so I remember going, and this is before, you know, this is when I was like, look, I can't hang out with you guys. I really, I had really had a heart for you and 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 some others that um, that we worked with at the time, and I really cared. I mean, I generally had this thing in my heart, and I and I didn't want it there because I didn't want to hang out with anybody. Like right. I, you know, I was I'm too good for this place. And I remember I used to read, I used to have this daily devotional in my car, I kept it in my car, and I would every day I'd pull up, I would read the ver- Bible verse, I'd pray <laughs> before you went in. Before with, I went in, with all the heathen. yeah, yeah, because I was like, you know, and uh, so I remember telling guys like, you know what, I should, I just, I'm a Christian now. I should not be working here. This is an evil place. This is an awful place. And uh, but my my heart was really it, it was in this pride like I'm too good for this now instead of thinking mm-hmm. look these people I may be the only Christian these people ever meet that's right I wasn't thinking that way I was thinking I shouldn't be around these awful heathens that are all <laughs> going to burn in hell like I need to get out of here so I told God I said that's it I said I'm gonna I'm just gonna believe that you're gonna give me a different job I'm gonna trust you this much and I'm gonna walk in there without having another job without even I haven't even put out a resume anywhere I'm gonna walk in there and I'm just gonna quit. <laughs> and I had prayed myself up. I was ready to do this. I opened that car door. I put one step foot out, outside my car. And I tell you, God just, I mean, I, I heard him speak, not audibly outside, but I mean, just slammed me right in my heart. And and I heard the Lord say, not until I tell you. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, my, because I was like but still. But Lord, I'm on my high horse. Yeah. My well, soapbox is full. <laughs> not only that, but I was so proud of myself for building my faith up to be able to, I mean, to, to quit a job. Without having another guaranteed job, like I was, I was really going to go do it, and uh, and the Lord says, "Not till I tell you," and uh, and so, and so it was the next day, then, right? 
Oh, 10 years, almost 10, almost 10 years, about eight years go by. Eight years go by yeah. from the first time that you heard from the Lord that you needed to stay at the casino. And what, what was your thought life? Eight years is a long time. That's longer than Jacob waited for uh, his first wife. The you Lord know? never <laughs> told me it would be eight years. If he had, I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Like, uh, th- you know, he knew that. Like, he, right, right, right. I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking any day now. And uh, then, uh, then of course, disappointments come, frustration comes. You're around that environment. You start making compromises. I'm angry with God because I wanted Christian friends. All I got are these heathen friends that want to smoke, drink, and gamble. We and, were good at it, too. And, oh, not only, were not only heathen friends that were, like, good at it, but, like, we were the best of the best of these things. Because <laughs> I, I once heard somebody tell me that casino employees – they burn the candle at both ends. Oh yeah, yeah and we yeah, we don't have did. an off switch because yeah. we're we're up twenty four hours a day. We're into all of the vices because that's what the casino is. It's vice city. Yeah. You can smoke it. Uh-huh. It was one of the only places you could smoke in the city. Yeah, you could smoke there, drink there till longer than you could drink any other bar. Yeah, and then you could gamble yeah, all an night. hour longer than yeah. everywhere else. So it was vice city. Uh, had the word sin in the title, by the way, casino. The word sin in yeah. the word casino. I never noticed that until I got born again. <laughs> But, you know, here's it's something that I thought about later on. And, and you know, that, that moment where I told God, look, I'm going to quit my job. I know I don't have another job. Uh, but, I'm you know, so the Lord gave me another opportunity when I actually did leave the casino. The Lord told me, and I felt I was in, I, I had been praying to God to go on vacation. I yeah. wanted a vacation. And this was, we started the ministry. We I'm, I'm pouring all the money in to basically rent groceries and keep, you know, starting this ministry, taking care of both of us. And I really wanted a vacation, and I was really a little upset that I had not been on a vacation, but I really didn't have the money for it. So I was like, Lord, I, I, I'm believing for a vacation. I believe you're going to pay for it. Right. And uh, my one of my cousins was turning 50, his wife, and, and, and they have money. They're blessed. And the wife had rented a basically all intents and purposes a mansion. There's like – I don't remember how many bedrooms. One, two, three, four, five. Six-bedroom house on the beach in Florida. It's a million-dollar home. Rents it for the week, all paid for. Uh, they're all driving down to my parents' motorhome. My whole family, my cousins, my aunt and uncles, everyone's going. And they're like, well, Kevin, you should come. Everything's paid for. This is exactly what I've believe been believing God for. <laughs> I mean, I've been believing God. I want an all-inclusive. A few years paid, later than you thought you'd receive paid it. Paid vacation, Lord. I want a paid vacation. And uh, I'd still like one of those. So... Uh, uh, <laughs> Long story short, I was I was at this point I was every day I would go into work and I would say every day I went to work I would touch that door handle and, and this is at the casino I'd say thank you Lord today is my last day and I did this for a year every day I went to work thank you Lord this is today is my last day <coughs> and uh, so <laughs> still he hadn't called me to tell me to quit and uh, I had interviewed for a job. My family had invited me to go to Florida, all paid for. My work, the casino said, no, you can't uh, because those are block days. No one can take off those days. I'm very disgruntled. I'm very upset, and I felt the Lord tell me. He's like, no, no, you can quit, and I want you to go to Florida. Eight, nine years later. You believe me for a vacation. I presented you this free vacation that you prayed and believed me for. Now, will you believe that I'm going to take care of you, go on this vacation, and when you come back, you'll have a job? And so I, I, and I, and I, and it, you know, back when ten, eight years before that, I was ready to do it. Yeah. Now that it's now this time in my life, I was like, uh, but I did. And I was like, okay, God, I, I really felt convicted. I really felt the Lord was telling me to do this. And he was like, you were going to do it then. Are you going to do it now? Like, right. um, you know, were you really serious back then? Like, are you really going to trust me? And so I, uh, I, and I looked at you and said, I'm going to go quit. And uh, you're like, really? I go, yep. And so I grabbed my badge. I grabbed my uniforms. I went to work. I walked up. I turned it all in. They said, oh, you quit? And I said, yep. And they said, oh, you're going you know, you're gonna go work for the, you know, the other casino across the street? I said, nope. And, uh, and so they're, they're, I go, I'm going to Florida. <laughs> and so they're like, well, okay, and uh, and so I quit. We went to Denny's. We were, you know, you and your future wife, and we were sitting there. Yeah. And we quit. Well, a few several hours later, about this would this all happened at like eleven in the morning, five o'clock in the afternoon. I had gotten a job offer, and uh, and a company that I had uh, inquired about uh, employment called me up and said we'd like to offer you a job. And the job was waiting for me when I got back from Florida. Fantastic steps of faith 
from Kevin. I like you sharing those stories because it encourages all of us to understand that, you know, when we find Christ and that his path for our life has all these nooks and crannies, you know, Kevin didn't even get to mention all of the seven or eight years before I found Jesus that we were working together. There was a lot of struggle for both of us. Kevin, Mm -hmm. his testimony of losing his brother, his girl, his car, everything in the same year. And for I know I don't say it as succinctly as you do. No, I I lost my job. (laughs) My girl, my brother was murdered. I yep. lost all my money, and I put my dog down. I was a living, breathing country music song. Good old bankruptcy. We both had some of that in our yeah, lives, and yep. you know, all of this took place before Christ. Well, for me, it took place before Christ, but it took place before we started to walk out God's plan for both of our lives together, which was mm-hmm. to start this ministry. Right. So we're, we're sharing some stories of faith. It, I think it great, gives great context to understand where we came from. Because God, sure. God doesn't call these perfect people who've just, you know, you've been to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. First you were on the greeter team, then you moved your way up to deacon, yeah. now you're the assistant pastor, and now you have the right to start sharing yeah. the gospel with people, you know. And so he got. Yeah, if that's <laughs> the case, I got no business sitting here behind this mic in front of this camera uh, on this radio show. No, yeah, I was not qualified in any way, and as the world qualifies, that's for sure. Yeah, and so for both of us, it's been this exciting and also sometimes, as you mentioned, it's a frustrating road as you you know believe God is in your life. You believe God's telling you something, and it takes a lot longer to get to a place than yeah. you thought it would. And for even our own ministry, I mean, when we first launched this thing, Kevin, you know, in 2013, we were ready for doors to just get smashed open. The oh, first, sure. like, like, like that story where you said you were ready to quit that first day. I'm ready to yeah. quit, God. I'm ready to quit. And he's like, don't do it. Yeah. And when we started Not our ministry, I, tell you, I remember said. us being like, oh, my gosh, we're going to see a million people saved tomorrow. We started it yesterday, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was, it was uh, my my level of faith was so intense at the time. I mean, you, you have to have a lot of faith because I, I took a paycheck job. I was working at the casino for 10 years, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Because of my addiction, and here I am, called by Christ to start a ministry. A word, by the way, I didn't even know what it meant until <laughs> yeah, God true. told me I would start a ministry. I had to call yeah, and be like, Kevin, yeah, what, like, what's, what a, a ministry? what's a ministry? The only one I'd ever heard of was the parking lot ministry. I was like, God wants me to go stand on the parking lot and wave to people as yeah. they come to the church? I don't get it. So uh-huh. Kevin had to explain what a ministry was. And, and when God finally asked me to quit my job, and you know, as he did for you, this level of faith that you have to be – you know, including in your heart to be able to do something so extravagant. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to give up this money, this, you know, false sense of security, if you want to call it that, or security, whatever it is to you. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult thing to do. And so, but when you when you take that step, though, like when you turn in your badge, uh-huh. or when I said, I, you know, I'm going to go, it, it filled me, at least you can speak for yourself, but it filled me with the sense of, oh, I can do it. You know, after that first day is over, let's go after it. Let's, if you're going to quit, let's go after it all the way. And my faith was increased, I think, the first day that I quit. In fact, the first day that I had, we, I quit on the 4th of May. And on the 5th of May, all of this big God stuff happened mm-hmm. in my life. I got baptized. I met somebody I'd had a dream about. I heard 100 testimonies at a church. There was all these different things that took place. And so it was easy for me to be like, oh, we're on the right track. And that's why I had the sense of like, oh, everybody's getting saved tomorrow. But now, looking at it six years later, you're like, it didn't happen exactly how I had planned my initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. And it's, it's God gives you words and signs and you're stepping out. And it's, it's like traveling on that highway. Yeah. And you see this, you know, sign of your destination, whatever is St. Louis ahead. But there's no mile marker. God will not. <laughs> God rarely That's ever good. gives you the mile marker. You know, you're you know, you're headed in the right direction. You just saw the sign. But you have no – you think, oh, it's just the next exit down. I just saw a sign for it. Yeah. It must be – like have you ever even actually in literally in life where you saw that, that billboard for a restaurant and you just think it's the next exit. And yeah. it's it might be 12 or 20 miles down the highway. And you're like, where is this place? Yeah. Or for, like, I when saw, you're, the, when you're trying I to saw go the sign like Merrimack way Cavern, back there. It's like 60 miles down the road. There's a sign out here in St. Louis. It's like uh, the Holiday World is like 400 miles away. Yeah. That's exact, and and God can be that way. We we see these signs, and we just think in our natural minds, well, it's just it's got to be coming up. Right. It's got to be coming up. Eight years later, no, you know, five years, and so we uh, we really sometimes foolishly lean on our own understanding, and uh, and we we're, we're expecting it, uh, and but God's got His timing, and, and yeah. it, it's perfect. God's timing is perfect. We may not always like it. Uh, God's never late, 
Uh, unfortunately, he's also rarely ever early, but God is always on time. He knows what he's doing. He's been around a very long time. God's been very good to us, and, and even though we joke about some of the timing issues here, uh, our ministry has been a great blessing to both us personally and also to many others. When we come back, we're going to share some stories of some people that we've seen touched by the Lord because of this ministry and be able to encourage you to understand that God has a plan for your life. It's a unique plan. He's created it and designed you to do good works through Christ Jesus. We want to teach you on this show and through this ministry how to find that plan. Don't go away. You're listening to the new John Simmons show. I got to hear with Kevin Eskew tonight, part of the Testimony House Network. Testimony House Ministries is the proud sponsor of the new John Simmons show. We are so thankful for all of you who tune into the show. Watch us live on Facebook or on our YouTube channel. Without all of you, the new John Simmons show and all the other Testimony House Network shows would not be possible. Please visit newjohnsimmons.com today and click the Partner With Us tab to help us continue sharing our message of the future and a hope through Christ with others. God bless. Hey, everybody. New John Simmons here with you. Back in 2012, I found myself at the end of my rope for what seemed like the hundredth time. I cried out to God and said, God, if you're real, I need you to show me a future and a hope for my life. What happened next changed my life forever. It took me out of my life where I was a gambling addict who had lost over $500,000. allowed me to begin a new life in Christ where I found more joy, peace, and hope than I ever knew existed. I share the stories, including where I blame God for my father's death and the call into ministry that I found in my first book called Finding Faith. I also share with you the answers to the questions that I was asking God about what is faith and how can I move mountains with it. Finding Faith has those stories and so much more. I absolutely believe it can encourage you to find faith in your life today. Finding Faith by me, the new John Simmons, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble website, Walmart. You can also pick up a copy signed by me over at newjohnsimmons.com. Find passion, find vision, find faith. You're listening to the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. Welcome back to the show, everybody. End of the week show. Very excited for the weekend, but before then, we've got a couple more segments to talk about some of the testimonies that we've seen take place over the last five or six years through Testimony House here with Kevin asked you tonight, if you have the ability to share this show, whether it's the podcast, we're available on your Google Play Store, your iTunes Store, we're available in all sorts of places, TuneIn, CastBox. This show is an encouragement to both you, your family, your church, uh, and just anyone who is trying to find you know, the answer to that question, why am I here, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? These are basic questions that many of us ask. It was the question that I had most when I first got born again, You know, it sort of led me to Christ, is that I had this sinking feeling, Kevin, like... There was just something more out there for my life, and it was a question that got answered the first time I went to church. Mm-hmm. The pastor you know, said, if you're a Christian, God has a vision for your life, you need to pray and ask God for it. This was revelation knowledge to me, and it led us on the path, sort of, you know. and God knew that these things were going to take place, that I would start a ministry and mm-hmm. be able to teach this to other people, so he knew it was important to get it into me early in my walk right. with him. And so now we've spent years you know, trying to encourage people that God really does have a unique plan for their life. You know, this idea of the testimony. And maybe maybe you have a different take on Testimony House than I do. For me, it's always been about, you know, when people talk about sharing their testimony, often it's, you know, they tell the stories of how they got to the cross, of the awfulness in their life that sort of led them to that moment where they bled out for Jesus. And, and not that they bled out, but they cried out to Jesus. And they said, you know, be my Lord and Savior. And they repented of their sins. And that is most often the testimonial you'll get when you ask for a testimony. But for me, mm-hmm. what I think our ministry is about is trying to help people build the testimony in their life after Christ showed up. If you look at the Bible, the stories are filled with people who did things for Christ after God showed up. It's not mm-hmm. all the garbage that took place beforehand, not generally. Right. So for you, what is your thought about the idea of Testimony House? Well, I testimonies are there to encourage and to build your faith. Yeah. Uh, any any test, I mean, it, 
obviously we, we, we share testimonies because we're bragging on God. I love bragging on Jesus. I love bragging on what Jesus has done in my life and the victories and the stories because – and me, there are times in my life I needed to hear other people's testimonies so it build my faith and two, it, it, so we can identify. Like I, I, we, we like to share – some of the hiccups and struggles and mistakes and, you know, we're talking about the stuff like the road signs and how yeah. we really thought it was going to happen tomorrow. You know, there are people that need to hear that because they're struggling maybe with they really thought God was going to do something. It didn't show up in the timing and maybe it hasn't shown up yet and they're discouraged. They're like, what's wrong with me? Right. They don't realize because there's not a lot of people, Christians out there, you know, you don't want to focus on all the negative, but – you, and you don't want to just focus on all the on on all the positive. Say, yeah, God gave me a vision for a ministry, and now I have it, and isn't it just wonderful? And I made it. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. you don't. You need to tell the parts of how this the delays yeah. and sometimes the, the the scraped knees because there are people that everyone's at a different stage in their walk, and you might be out there that maybe you haven't even discovered what you uh that god's got for your life or maybe you've had a dream or a vision or maybe that you there is something god's put on your heart but you're in that that where you're you don't know when it's going to show up like you're and i hope that our stories have encouraged you like, like hey don't give up yet maybe you were about to give up and you just heard maybe oh wait a minute you mean these guys this just didn't happen instantly you mean they had to wait and that they yeah. they had those those long stretches on the highway where you're like looking at where god where are you right like i thought you told me this was this was going to happen and uh that was 100 miles ago like where are you um and so testimonies for me i think that it 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 makes it makes the body of Christ that makes our lives smaller. It, it allows people and all of us to relate to one another and say, hey, we're not all that different. And that, that hey, what God did for them, he's going to do for us. Uh, hey, he's good. He's just so good. I'm appreciating our commentary crew uh, behind the class tonight. Integrity on Fridays. My good buddy Integrity, who I just love, is uh, uh, having a great time with our new friend Marcus, who's over on Facebook, saying that uh, the show is coolness, Kevin. So nice. uh, uh, we're excited to be able to share uh, part of our testimonies with you tonight. We're also excited to have a, a lively audience, in so, a live audience here in the show tonight. But uh, I want to talk about a testimony, Kevin, mm-hmm. that was in, in maybe – I was talking about this on the show the other day. Okay. Uh, this idea that people started coming up to me mm-hmm. after I got born again and, like, sharing their heart. This mm-hmm. incredible thing started to happen. When I left my job <laughs> to start the ministry, uh-huh. I prayed and asked God. I said, God, will you give me opportunities to minister to other people? Will you give me an opportunity to, you know, share my story with other people? Will you just let it happen? Little did I know that God was just like, yeah, I can do that for you, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it started, and I shared the story uh, with the guy, the very first guy I ever shared my testimony with was a person who would asked for money outside of a, a sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. And then I met them a year and a half later, mm-hmm. you know, still addicted to drugs. And God supernaturally brought me in their path. I told the story the other day. I'm not going to rehash it. But okay. uh, this idea that God continues to bring even the same people into my path. And so uh-huh. it was a continual basis. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. When, when like, people were just, like, coming up to me. And I, was, and I started to tell you. And, well, I remember you were just so – you were be- bewildered because – you're like, man, everybody I talk to, they just they just blah. They yeah. just open up and they just start letting all these the the almost like the, the secrets of their heart right. just they're bearing it right out for you to see and for you that kind of blatant obvi- uh honesty and open openness was very unusual. Yeah, in my you, old life you I was I was a, uh, you know, uh, an introvert. Having deep, long conversations or conversations in general with people was not something that I, you know, attracted. But people to. didn't have that with you either. People didn't open up with you and, and just bear their hearts to you in the past. And so I prayed, and I don't even realize at first that this is an answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why do people keep asking me for money? You know, mm-hmm. essentially what the first ten were. Oh yeah. You know, sure. people just asking for money on the street. Sure. And it gives me this opportunity to share my witness with them. Uh huh. But after that, it started expanding, and I remember telling you and a few other people like, I'm really having this problem is and i hate to even mm-hmm. call it a problem it was just uh, it was abundant sure. it, it, i started keeping a list at some point you know i got into the d- dozens and then the hundreds and i was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. so many people and i was telling the story even at walmart i went to go pick up my glasses the lady chases me down who works there yeah. and she doesn't even know why she's stopping me and she's all of a sudden uh, you know a half hour later she's telling me how her her husband's and get a divorce and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so these stories kept lining up one of the times though that i i missed it 
okay, that I completely missed, whiffed it. Yeah. I want to share this story. <laughs> okay. So uh, of all the times that God had somebody show up and I and I was able to share my testimony with them, it yeah. wasn't perfect every time. Sure. I didn't know what to say every time, but this in particular right. time, I used to go on these walks outside of our apartment. Mm-hmm. Every morning I would wake up, I'd go for a walk, it was my quiet time. Yeah. And on one of these walks, and I'd always said, you know, God, if I you stop me on one of these walks, you know, I'm You'll gonna to I'm gonna get him. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna save him for the kingdom, right? right. Complete faith. Right, sure. And so I'm just a few steps out of our apartment door, uh-huh. and I, I just put in my headphones. I'm ready. It's early in the morning. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start walking and get mm-hmm, my. Mm-hmm. And this Jehovah's Witness stops me. Yeah. And he wants to give me a track, and he's talking to me. He's like, "Can I talk to you for a minute?" And I just go, "Nah." You know, I don't stop. Right. I, I just basically get by him as fast as I can. Sure. And it doesn't dawn on me until like you know a mile into my walk. What did I do? Yeah, I'm an idiot. Like right. I, this guy is the perfect opportunity for sure. me to share the gospel to ask him he questions. He wants to talk about right. Jesus. He wants to talk about Jesus with me. Yeah, I was like, I've never had such a willing participant. Yeah, and I right. completely disregarded it. I just brushed him aside, and I was just so, I mean, so upset. Yeah, because I was like, God, I missed, the, I missed the mark here. Yeah, you know, I told you that I would minister to all these people. Uh-huh. And this person is just... And the black and white perceiver in you was (laughs) that you're immediately condemning yourself. Exactly right. And so I just remember, like, a heartfelt, honest prayer. I was like, God, I won't ever do it again. Sure. God, I... I, I, (laughs) You should probably never pray that, but... (laughs) And so so I I, I go on, I finish my walk. I was doing four miles. That that was my normal walk, was four miles. Oh, gosh, you were working that much? Yeah, I was walking four miles a day. Word. And so I'm on my way back. And I'm really close to getting back to the apartment, almost mm-hmm. near the spot where the Jehovah's Witness met me. And I'm walking, and there's no one around all sure. the time. I'm always walking by myself. It's yeah. early in the morning. I'm just walking on the sidewalk. I don't see a face yeah. in, in, in town. At this particular day, it was a hot summer day mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. it got real scorching. And all of a sudden, Kevin, you've never experienced anything like this. I'm sure of it. I'm in the middle of this road. I'm walking. I just walked down the road. I'd seen all the houses, and I feel a tap on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I jumped out of my skin. I mean, I've never been so scared in my whole life without even knowing what was about to happen. Yeah. I mean, to be so startled. Sure. Because who touches somebody on the shoulder when they're in the middle of a walk? And, yeah. You know, I had my headphones out. I couldn't hear them coming up. Yeah. And I turn around, this large black guy sitting there. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, that's my immediate thought. Now, good or bad, this is the thought that I had. Sure. And he goes... I need to talk to you about Jesus. That's what this guy says. Uh-huh. I, I, I promise you. And so I'm like, you do? And he starts trying to tell me about the gospel. Mm-hmm. This is our initial conversation. He's like, I was over there. I was reading my Bible. I saw you walk by me. Uh-huh. And as I was praying, I sort of felt like God told me I needed to go talk to you. Uh-huh. And on my way back, he saw me again, and he sort of talked himself out of it the first trip. The second sure. trip, he's like, I'm going to go get him now. So he w- he had been on his front porch reading his Bible, getting closer to God. God tells him to go talk to me, right? Uh-huh. So he comes over and he starts to share the gospel with me. And yeah. he was like, let me tell you about Jesus. Because he don't know. He just knows yeah. she needs to go talk to you. He don't yeah. know why. <laughs> and so uh, uh, we get to talking. I'm like, you know, we started this ministry. And yeah. and he's like, oh, I've been I've been looking to get involved with something like, you know, learn, trying to learn more about the Bible. I've just started reading it on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I have all these questions and all these things. Yeah. Come to find out, Kevin, he's not really saved. He's, he's curious. He's yeah. seeking the Lord. Yeah. And so over the course of the next, I don't know, weeks and months, we, mm-hmm. A couple crazy things happened. We started inviting him to our house for a Bible study. You remember this? Yeah, of course I do. Do you remember? We started talking about tongues. And we started talking about all these other you know, yeah. different things that he had yeah. questions about. Yeah. And then I remember that I even took him to church with me one night. And he went up to the altar call, gave his life to the Lord, and then he was able to uh, stay afterwards and get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I remember just his encouragement on the way home was just like, this is the greatest day I've ever had in my whole life. And he was just so excited. And his parents who I met later were just like, thank you so much for taking our son with you and Mm -hmm. all of these different things. And so this was an incredible time for our ministry, just to be able to touch some one person's life sort of in this, in this fashion. It all stemmed from the fact that I sort of missed the boat on Mm -hmm. sharing the gospel with somebody. Yeah, but God, there's guys. We serve a God of second chances. Like in the same day, in the same moment, you know that he he already had a plan. As divine encounters are awesome. Uh, I I I love the fact that uh, we can blow it one minute and immediately with God's grace and mercy. It says, you know, the Bible says that God's mercies are new every day, and uh, so uh, uh, he knows. I mean, we uh, we 
you may have blew it today. Don't worry. Tomorrow you just you get to do it all over again. And uh, uh, he he doesn't doesn't treat us like the world will treat us, where it's like you know three strikes you're out, or right. well, well you tried, but forget it. We're we're done with you. No, the Lord he. Uh, in fact, he loves our weaknesses, something that I like to meditate on. And even we, we see things that we're not good at. And, and those are, I think, personally, I believe that those are some of the favorite things about us that God loves. He says, because that's, you know, because I can show myself strong in your weaknesses. That's so good. And another thing that I like, Kevin, is that we like to touch, or God likes to touch the people around us, even though we don't see it coming. You know, for you and me, mm-hmm. you were a Christian and you were sort of, you mentioned the last segment, you were sort of, frustrated with God that you wanted him to send you Christian friends. And I remember mm-hmm. you telling me the testimony once where God told you, who says that I didn't? Mm-hmm. Yep. And this was long before I became a Christian, long before we Correct. became you know, together in ministry. Yeah. And so we don't always see what's happening to the people around us. And so mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the stories that I really enjoy a lot in, is the story of my mom. Mm. In that my family didn't talk about Jesus growing up. Right. In fact, my father dying was one of the main reasons that I said, you know, Jesus wasn't for me and God mm-hmm. wasn't for me and that it wasn't a, you know, a, a, a faith or a religion that I wanted to be a part of. Sure. Yet, when I got born again, something incredible happened. My family started talking about Jesus for the first time. Uh-huh. It, it caused some stirring. Yeah. But it also caused uh, my relationship with my mom and her relationship with the Lord to strengthen. Uh-huh. She would tell you that she was born again as a young girl, but... right. Seeing her after me and her started having conversations about Jesus, her fire, her intensity, her desire to be near the Lord completely transformed, you know, over time. She started going to church by herself. She's up there and, you know, she doesn't live in the same state as me and she's going to church by herself. We're talking about Jesus all the time. She gets baptized, Kevin, at 62 years old. Yeah. You know, and this yeah. and she and she says, you know, if, if this moment wouldn't happen where we started the ministry where I found Jesus, these conversations, maybe even this moment of baptism and finding the Lord wouldn't have happened for her. And these stories encourage me because it makes us, you know, not feel good just about ourselves, but that God's really using us to help encourage other people to find the Lord. Yeah, it's I mean, it's. You know, the Bible talks about how we're the salt and the light of the yeah. world and all this. And and so for your mom, I mean, you, you you provoked your mom to jealousy. I mean, she was able to see your light was shining so right. brightly. You were so on fire. You were so – and I think, too, it's just from knowing you the before and then seeing the after, the new John Simmons, knowing, knowing the old John Simmons, what a drastic and radical transformation – uh, and you know, no one really knows this as well as our own mothers, right? So she, you couldn't tell her you were not, you were the same person. You know, she knew you were different. She knew, and uh, and so I think it just that that testimony as we're talking about, you don't even necessarily have to tell your story. People that know you or people that meet you, I've always said this, and I, I and I still believe this that. There is no greater compliment a Christian can receive from a non-believer than I want what you have. You have something I don't. I see it. And whatever it is, because they don't even know. They can't even, they can't even put a name to it, Jesus. Right. They're not sure. They just look at you and they know that you have something they don't and they know they want it. And that is what it's all about. When we're out in the highways and the byways, when you're at the workplace or the marketplace, it doesn't matter. When your light's on, people are going to take notice. You don't even – you're just being you and walking in your gifts, walking in your talents, walking in what God called you to do will be a testimony. It's one of the greatest testimonies. It's better than telling some great salvation story on how you were about to you know, get shot in the head and all of a sudden an angel came and caught the bullet. Like, mm-hmm. Those are cool <laughs> stories, okay? But, uh, and and for the, in the right place at the right time, someone, someone's going to get – from here in a testimony like that but your testimony can reach so many more people and have such a massive impact when you're just being all that god created you to be when you tell god look god i will go where you want me to go i'll say what you want me to say i'll do what you want me to do and i'll be all who you want me to be and when you do that that is a testimony and it is a and it's the testimony the devil hates mm. i mean he is terrified it's the one thing he does not want you to do is find out who you are in christ and what christ has died for you to become 
because when that happens, you're going to kick his butt from from here to to the end of the street, and he's not going to be able to stop you. And uh, and so uh, your mom saw that. Your mom saw this incredible transformation that shook her to her core, and she knew my son has something that I need and that I'm missing, yeah. and I want that. And not just for my mom and not just for the people we meet on the side of the street, but for you as well. God has a unique plan and purpose for your life. You can write the testimony of God's plan for your life simply by starting to walk in passion, vision, and faith. And we can, you can help us continue to share this message of God's sentence with others. So when we come back, we want to talk to you about our message, our vision, and how you can be a part of it and sharing it with others. The gospel is going to be spread across the country, and we want to be part of it, and we want you to be part of it as well. Don't go away. You're listening to the New John. Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. Are you interested in learning more about finding God's sentence for your life? At NewJohnSimmons.com, there are articles and videos describing how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life by finding passion, vision, and faith. In addition, NewJohnSimmons.com has a variety of ways for you to be encouraged to continue writing God's sentence. As always, you can hear the show live weekdays at 9 p.m. Central Time by clicking the Listen Live button when you visit NewJohnSimmons.com. Hey everybody, New John Simmons here with you. Back in 2012, I found myself at the end of my rope for what seemed like the hundredth time. I cried out to God and said, God, if you're real, I need you to show me a future and a hope for my life. What happened next changed my life forever. It took me out of my life where I was a gambling addict who had lost over $500,000, allowed me to begin a new life in Christ where I found more joy, peace, and hope than I ever knew existed. I share the stories, including where I blame God for my father's death and the call into ministry that I found in my first book called Finding Faith. I also share with you the answers to the questions that I was asking God about what is faith and how can I move mountains with it. Finding Faith has those stories and so much more. I absolutely believe it can encourage you to find faith in your life today. Finding Faith by me, the new John Simmons, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble website, Walmart. You can also pick up a copy signed by me over at newjohnsimmons.com. Want to see behind-the-scenes photos and get the latest news from the show? All you have to do is follow at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, let's get back to the New John Simmons Show. Welcome back to the program, everyone. New John Simmons Show here alongside Kevin Eskew tonight. We're going to be moving to a new studio soon, Kevin. Yeah. We've been working hard behind the scenes to get the wiring ready, to get the stage set up, to be able to provide a, a better uh, visual experience for our listeners Yeah, and viewers. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited to see uh, what we can do with this new space and uh, um, just all the possibilities. Yeah, it's been a long road of learning for us because... We didn't start doing the live stream until January. We've had a vision of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how to do it correctly. And then once we started the process of you know thinking about how to do it, how do we get a camera, where are we going to put it on Facebook? And mm-hmm. before we even launched this radio show, we had all these questions we're trying to have yeah. answer. And we're praying and asking God to show us. And through the course of this, we really had to grow in wisdom. You know, the Bible talks about praying for wisdom. It'll be poured out liberally. Yeah. We've had to grow in a lot of different areas, from being show host to being people who figure out how to work equipment, live stream equipment. And for us, yeah. it's been a it's been a road. Yeah, for sure. And it, and and it and it pushes you into different different levels. You know, for me and and for some people out here, you, you can be paralyzed in the planning, and you can be bar- paralyzed in the what well, needs to be perfect. And we're during this whole process, and sometimes you know you, you look at it, and the Lord's just eager to, to see. The, well, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna learn as we go. Let's just instead of trying to figure it all out ahead of time, which someone like me, that's where I would lean into. Right. I'm I'm the one that. Well, hold on, I've got a million questions I need answered before I can take one step. And I'm John. The yeah, and John is like, I, no, no, we'll ask. I don't even want to ask a question. I'm just going to do it. 
Like, I'm not even going to figure anything out. I'm just going to do it. Well, you know the people in the meetings who are holding the meetings up because they're raising their hand and they're asking so many questions? Yeah. Always hated those people. Yeah, yeah. Well, get out of here. Let's get out of the meeting. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and so, but, you know, the, and so there are two, and that's what's so great, and that God put us two together. And I, over the last years, and talking about testimonies that have grown to so much appreciate the fact that we really are nothing alike. Yeah. Uh, as much as we love each other <laughs> and as much as, you know, we're uh, friends and brothers in Christ, we have very little in common. Uh, it's really bizarre. Uh, and uh, it's it, 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 we, we both have similar sense of humor. We both like stuff like that. And I'm not saying that there's like nothing that we have in common. But as far as like personalities and the way we respond to troubles or the way we respond to problems or obstacles we completely think in two completely different directions and but i've grown to so much appreciate it because i am one of those paralyzed type people well what if this isn't going to work right what if this is wrong well maybe i need to do more research and it's it's just a really an excuse because i don't i'm i'm worried to move i'm worried about disappointment i'm worried about failure i hate failure failure i it's just one of those things that makes me feel like i'm 2 inches tall and i'm no good if i fail at something and but John, you know, in my in my head, when I'm when I get that way, I can hear John's voice in my head. Well, Kevin, well, Kevin, we have to move. We have to move. You know, and then it's I important. Know, I, you yeah. know, that's my mindful thinking is that God's put us here. He has a plan for our life, and it's one of the steps that I took to get closer to Jesus was to find passion. This idea that I got to get closer to God. I, I wanted to hear His voice. John ten twenty seven. I wanted to follow Him somewhere. Mm-hmm. So in order to hear His voice, I needed to get closer to Him. You know, and then I we, we talk about vision here on the program a lot, Kevin. This idea that God has a plan and, a, and something for you to look forward to in life. Yeah. And so when I catch a vision for something, I'm ready to do it. You yeah. know, you might want to ask the questions about oh. doing it. I'm ready to run out the, out the door. Yeah. And then I'll come and say, well, way, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Which, and I think and it can be helpful to you because you, then you'll be, oh, I never thought about that. Or, oh, yeah, maybe maybe I should find that out first. And that's the third step is faith. So <laughs> do we take this step of faith or do we, we, we be patient? And it's it's been the constant battle in this ministry. But the heart of the ministry, even though we have battles behind the scenes, it's all for this heartfelt purpose, that we want to help you find God's plan for your life. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. We want to help you write the testimony that God created and designed you to write with your life. Throughout the Bible, and we look specifically to Hebrews 11, there is a... Uh, you know, chapter of people that have done great things for God simply by faith. By faith, Noah built a boat. By faith, Enoch was taken away. By faith, Abraham took his family into the new promised land. By faith, by faith, by faith. Mm-hmm. Rahab, Gideon, Samson, all these people are listed in this one chapter. They've written a sentence for their lives. Mm-hmm. This is the idea that God's keeping records. The book of Revelation yeah. tells us that these books will be opened, and when God reports to us our lives, he's keeping track of our idle thoughts, the days of our lives. So there are records being kept of what we're doing here on earth. Yeah. And we want to be able to help you write the testimony that, you know, when you talk to God about what you've done in your life, you haven't sat on the sidelines. You haven't said, God, I'm so thankful that you died for me and you gave me these gifts and talents. I'm sorry I didn't use them. We want you to say, God, I was so thankful to find out that you gave me gifts and talents, and I could not wait to use them for kingdom purposes. Yeah. I really want to be able to help you wherever you're at. It's what our ministry's plan is, whether it's because you're listening to this show or whether it's because you're going to come to future events or seminars that we're going to put together. Our idea behind this ministry is to be able to help you where you're at, whether you're watching us on YouTube, whether you find a show that's been created through the Testimony House Network that has nothing to do with me or Kevin. Right. It's just another ministry putting out their their message. Yeah. And that God's plan for your life can be found in so many different ways. You can be encouraged through Christ in so many different ways. But this ministry is looking for your support in order to do some of these things. Mm -hmm. And so one of the big opportunities that we have coming up, Kevin, I'm very excited about this, is we have the opportunity in front of us to be able to launch this radio show throughout the entire Midwest, essentially, and to be on... You know, a bunch of new channels. And so we're really looking forward to expanding this radio program. And some of that's going to come with some cost to us. And so we're looking for some support and some people who can say, you know, we really believe in this message that you guys are sharing every night. You've been Mm -hmm. watching us on on Facebook Live. You've been listening on the radio since September. You've really heard that we have a vision from God to share his love and a future and a hope through him with others. So we would encourage you to head over to newjohnsimmons.com slash partner with us. It's an opportunity for you to sow into the ministry, whether it's a one-time gift 
or a monthly support. These these methods are going to help us put together the resources that we need to launch into the entire Midwest, reach millions of new people, millions, Kevin, of people with this message. Yeah, that's right. It's... Look, we talk about it all the time. You know, if, if one of the first steps, if you don't know what God's got for you, or you, you you're looking and you're you're in that that stage of, uh, you know that you've God's p- will put it on your heart. You know, pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit. Though there there are people right now that are watching and are probably stirred up in their spirit. You know, that's the Holy Spirit trying to get your attention. Like, hey, uh, when you're when you're honoring what God's doing, when you're sowing and you're pouring into someone else's vision. A lot of times, then God will then move you into the vision for you. That that that's partly part of the process. We're all a body. We all are many members of one body, and we all need one another. We can't do this alone. We cannot change the city alone, nor do we want to. Right. I mean, God did not call us to be our own little, you know, uh, island. We're we're not an island. And, and the body of Christ is not designed to be that way. But I just uh, – we all can sow in. We can all be part of this great move of God that's coming to this nation, coming to this city and to your city, uh, wherever you might be watching from. Yeah, and, so, you, and it doesn't even have to be financial, Kevin. No. Uh, we just – this week right. we had someone – Even your prayers. Are, yeah, if, your prayers are definitely included. But even just this last week we had a, a, you know someone email us and someone we've talked to who's been on the show and is just like, you know, I really want to support what you guys are doing. How can I help? Can I yeah. write articles? Can I you know be mm-hmm. on your show more often? Can I share my story if that will help? And so sure. even for us, if, if you have a heart for sharing the gospel in your own way, we're looking for people to create content with us, uh, yeah. to partner with us in order to – to uh, create new and different types of content. Mm-hmm. We've got a child's a children's show that we've got in the works right now, and we're, we're working on creating uh, fact or fiction here with Kevin here in the next few weeks, I'm hoping. And so there's a lot of new stuff on the way. It's all stuff that the ministry is doing with an intentional mindset of helping you find God's plan for your life. Yeah, that's right. All right, thank you. Well guys. said. Yeah, well, that'll do it for tonight's show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. I also want to uh, thank Mr. Integrity, our new friend Marcus, behind the boards tonight. I want to thank all of you who've been with us on Facebook Live. And don't forget to catch out the podcast over in the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store. You can find us on iTunes or CastBox, as well as any of your home devices. Ask Alexa to play the new John Simmons show. It'll be a good time. And uh, until next week, guys, when hopefully we might be in the new studio, yeah. we pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today. Thanks for listening to the new John Simmons Show, part of the Testimony House Network. To replay this episode or listen to past episodes, look for the new John Simmons Show podcast on your mobile device. Stay connected to the show. Read the latest news, blog posts, and see behind-the-scenes photos by following at New John Simmons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you would like to learn more about how you can begin to write God's sentence for your life, or join a growing community of people who are finding passion, vision, and faith for their lives, please visit NewJohnSimmons.com. Until next time, we pray you discover a future and a hope for your life today.